As we keep standing, let's open to Genesis chapter 14. We're going to read verse 1 to 14. And then we're going to go to chapter 41 and read 9 to 14. I'm going to read from the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures. The Bible says, Sometime later, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their master, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with two of his officials, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard in the same prison where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph and he attended to them. And they had been in custody for some time. Each of the two men, the cupbearer and, and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were being held in custody, had a dream the same night. And each of them had a meaning of its own. When Joseph came the next day, the next morning, he saw that they were dejected. So he asked Pharaoh's officials who were in custody with him in his master's house, Why do you look so sad today? We both had dreams, they answered, but there is none, no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, do not, do not interpretations belong to God. Tell me your dreams. So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream. He said to him, My dream, I saw a vine in front of me, and the vines were three branches. And as soon as it bordered, it blossomed, and the clusters ripened into grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand. I took the grapes, squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup, and put them, put the cup in his hand. This is what it means, Joseph said to him. The three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your position. And you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand. Just as you used to do when you were his cupbearer. Verse 14. But when it goes well with you, remember me and show me kindness. Mention me to Pharaoh and get me out of this place. Chapter 41, verse 9 to 14. The chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I'm reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh was once angry with his servants and he imprisoned me and the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream the same night and each dream had its own meaning. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams and he interpreted them for us, giving each man the interpretation of his dream. And things turned out exactly as he interpreted to us. I was restored to my position and the other man was impaled. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. And when he was shaved and changed his clothes, he came before Pharaoh. May I announce to somebody today, God is about to change somebody's clothes in this service. Amen. I wish I was saying this in the Catholic church. Amen. I say God is about to change somebody's clothes in this service. Amen. You are coming out from the dungeon in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. I was listening to a story about a man who was owed by the bank. There was a check that was given to him and he went to the bank several times 
for a contract that he executed and they will not pay him. Every time he goes to the bank, they say, come next week. Come next week. So one day as he's exiting from the bank, he saw this old-looking, fragile man who was struggling to get to his car and was shaking. So he helped the man to get to his car. And the old man said, what are you doing at the bank? And he said, Papa, it's been months that I've been coming to this bank and they will not pay my money. And the old man said, do you have a pen? He said, yes. Do you have a paper? He said, yes. He wrote on the paper, pay him. And put there, Baba. And said, go give it to the bank manager. He will pay you. And this guy was like, this man that cannot even stand on his feet, walking around shaking like an old handkerchief. How can he authorize a bank manager to pay me what I'm supposed to be paid? But he obeyed, took the note, went to the bank manager, and he was paid immediately. So he began wondering, who is this man whose note is able to authorize the bank manager to pay me after several months of struggling? Then he realized that the old man who gave that note was the senior brother of the, of the president of that country. And the bank manager recognized when he saw that note and the signature that this was coming from the president's elder brother. He understood, if I don't pay this man, the next note coming may be fired. I want to talk to this one about a caption. The power of connections. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Still working in the blessing. Amen. The power of connections. May I say this to you? There are blessings that God has placed over your lives. But it's going to take connections for you to get into those blessings. Amen. Every job that I've had in this country, it has come through a connection. Somebody told me about the job. Somebody introduced me to the job. There are doors you will never open except you get a connection to, with someone who is already in that house. Are you getting me, somebody? Yes. There is power in connections. In Genesis chapter 40, verse 1 to 3, the Bible says sometime later, Joseph was in prison. Sometime later, the chief cup bearer and the, the butler offended the king of Egypt and he threw them in the prison. Now the Bible says sometime later, it is talking about the duration of Joseph's stay in prison. Because whenever we read about Joseph in prison, we think Joseph was in prison for six weeks or three months or something. According to chronology of the scriptures, Joseph was in prison for at least 9 to 13 years. So before you start saying the God of Joseph is my God, think about the price he paid before you make God of Joseph your God. Hallelujah. God is a master strategist. Can you imagine that the cupbearer and the baker had dreams, offended their master at the same time? And then when they were sent to prison, Pharaoh's prisoners had a particular prison where they were kept. Joseph had no place to be in the place where Pharaoh's prisoners were kept. But somehow God organized because they needed to be a connection for Joseph to come to the palace. I decree this week you are coming into a connection. I said this week you are coming into a connection. Hallelujah. And in verse 5, the Bible says the two men had the dream the same night. And then they could not interpret the dream. They had no idea how to interpret the dream. But let me tell you, 
Their inability to interpret the dream was Joseph's opportunity to shine. Before you start calling the difficulties around you troubles, look around. There may be a hidden door for your promotion in that difficulty. Do you know the richest people in the world are those who have found problems to humanity? All they did was found a problem to humanity. A problem that everybody is facing. And once they find a solution to that problem, they become rich. So not every difficulty around you is an obstacle. Some difficulties are stepping stones. They are opportunities to the next level. In verse 6 to 7, the Bible says, Joseph came the next morning and saw these people. Their faces were dejected. They looked sad. And he went to them and was careful to ask them what they were going through. He could have just come and said, well, these are new guys. I don't care about them and walk his way. But Joseph was a man of concern. How many of us have people around us? And neighbors or friends that we are not connected to because we feel that they came into this neighborhood after me, they should come introduce themselves to me. They came into this job after me, they need to come introduce themselves to me. Joseph had been in the prison longer than them. So by human understanding and logic, they should go to Joseph and ask for the interpretation of their dream. But Joseph was a man of the people. He went to them because he had concern. He was kind and careful to make sure that everyone around him was happy. If you study the life of Joseph, you realize that God did not pick him out of his brothers for nothing. He had exceptional ability. He was a man who was faithful. He was a man of the people. And in verse 12 to 13, Joseph gave them the meaning of their, of their dreams. I didn't read the meaning of the baker's dream because he ended up so bad he was killed i'm not interested because nobody is going to die hallelujah i'm talking about restoration i'm talking about restoration let me say this to you who interprets your dream matters who interprets your dream matters so don't share your dream with everybody there are people when you tell them your dream if they are not happy with you they are going to find a negative meaning to that dream so, if you have a dream and you want somebody to give you a positive interpretation, go to somebody who has a positive mind and thinks well about you. Amen. Hallelujah. Joseph was not educated, but all he had that made him distinguish was ability to interpret dreams. May I say this to you? You don't need too much to become great. All you need is become skillful in that little thing God has given to you. There are women, all they know, they know is Brady. But if they touch your hair, people testify. All they do is they are skillful in the little things God has given to them. There are some women, they may not be very educated, but when they fry something in the kitchen, they never know there is evangelism going on in this neighborhood. They are skillful at what they do. You don't need a PhD to be great. Just become skillful in the things God has given to you. Hallelujah. And in verse 14, he said, when all goes well with you, remember me. Now, it seems clear to me from this request that Joseph knew that these officials were a potential connection for his release. He knew that this guy can be the connection for his freedom. But understand this. If the connections you have are not, made, are not sent by God, they will result in nothing. 
This is why sometimes we connect with people and it benefits nothing because it's human connection. It's not divine connection. Only people sent by God have the ability to alter the course of your life. Only those sent by God. Now in Genesis chapter 41, after the butler left the prison, the King James Version says he forgot. And the past tense of forget is forgot. But when King James says forgot, I started making an investigation. What does it mean to forget? And the one commentary says that the word used in the Hebrew for forgot is the forgetfulness that is not natural. It means that by his connection, he could have taken Joseph out of the prison before his time. But because God was working in the life of Joseph, God supernaturally made the butler to forget. So his forgetfulness was not natural. That is why he says, forgot. There was something supernatural. But when the day Joseph was supposed to come out of the prison came, he remembered. Look how he said, oh, I am reminded of my sins. Because Pharaoh had a dream. And there was nobody to interpret. Then Joseph was brought out of the prison. The Bible said he changed his clothes. He had been wearing all these raggedy clothes. All these cheap clothes, used clothes from thrift stores. But this time around, he had clothes sent from the palace. They shaved his head and brought him before Pharaoh. Somebody's day to appear before the king is coming. Amen. I said somebody's day to appear before the king is coming. Amen. One of these days you are going to be called to your CEO's office. It shall not be for a son. It shall be for recognition. Because God is bringing you out of the dungeon. I wish I would say this to somebody. God is bringing you out of the dungeon. To establish connections. According to this text, there are three things you need to do. Three things you need to do. Number one, create connections. Connections don't create themselves. You have to create connections. And how do you create connections? If you read Genesis chapter 40, verse 6 to 10, when Joseph came into the prison, and found out that these guys were dejected. They looked sad. He went to them. The connection that brought Joseph before Pharaoh was that friendly action of interpreting their dream. That was how Joseph was remembered before Pharaoh. He went to them. He had no reason to ask them why they were sad. But Joseph was a man who was friendly. By that friendly action, he established a connection that will later lead to his release out of prisons. Hallelujah. You create connections by being friendly. By approaching people. God can bring angels your way. If you're not friendly, you drive them off. God can even bring the person you've been praying for your way. If you're not friendly, you drive them off. Do you remember in Genesis chapter 18? That God and two angels were going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. They had no business going to Abraham's house. When Abraham saw them passing, he beckoned unto them and said, Come into my house and eat something before you continue. That was how Abraham received the prophecy for the birth of Isaac. By being friendly. He created a connection that led to his blessing. To be friendly means to show kindness, to show interest and goodwill in people. To be approachable and to approach people. Joseph was kind towards these guys. Even though he had no business being kind to them. He was a man who was friendly. 
He was a man of the people. Listen to me. I am not asking you to be fake. To make fake friendship because you are looking for something. Just be a friendly person. And you will encounter the person that will connect you to the place where you are going. Hallelujah. Do you know that sometimes the people that will help you look like they are helpless themselves? The person who introduced Naaman that will bring Naaman's deliverance was a slave girl. Second Kings chapter 5. Was a slave girl who was a slave in Naaman's house that connected Naaman to the prophet in Israel that would deliver Naaman from his captivity. Some of us attend church. We attend events. We go to baby showers. We go to work. We don't say hi to anybody. You just walk in and you walk out. There is somebody right sitting in that event who has the key to your employment. They have the key to your next level. But you are so unfriendly, you don't want to connect with anybody. And God sent them. But you can't connect because you are not friendly. Once church closed, amen, you are out. You can't say hi to anybody. There may be someone in this church that holds a key to your opportunity. But because you are not friendly, you keep missing the opportunity for your next level. Some people say, well, I don't really have friends. I'm the kind of guy, the kind of woman that I just like doing my things. Right? Go ahead. Keep being alone. Remain at that level. In all Virginia, you're not seeing one person to be your friend. You have a problem. I don't really have friends. I just like being alone, you know. I don't, I don't trust people. Become intentional about being friendly wherever you go. Because it takes relationship to get to your next level. Hallelujah. Then there are some of us who have the connection to bring people to where we are, but we are not friendly to. Since you think that you've arrived, nobody can say hi to you and you say hi to them because you have it all. If God has blessed you, having in your mind that you help at least one person to be where you are. There are those who have good jobs. If you ask them how they got that job, they will discover how the process is complicated because they want to make sure nobody comes to the place where they work. They close the connection. Have it in your mind that I will bring at least one person to the place where I am. I will help at least one person. Be friendly. Because as you connect to those below you, God will connect you to those above you. What you sow, you reap. Hallelujah. Number two, after you create connections, sow into that connection. When Joseph met these guys, you know, with Joseph's ability, he could have opened an online ministry for interpreting dreams. You pay $50, your dreams are interpreted. He was accurate. But guess what? He sold his talent into the life for free. No charge. For free. No charge. But if Joseph had not interpreted their dreams, that guy would not have remembered Joseph the day Pharaoh had his own dream. It is what he sowed into their life that manifested on the day Pharaoh had his dream. When you identify someone who can be a potential to your connection, sow into that connection, create that connection and sow into that connection. For example, you are planning to go to the next level. And there is somebody at your office. There is somebody you work with. And you know this person can introduce you to somebody that will change the course of your life. 
create a connection, a friendship with them. And when seasons like New Year's, Christmas comes, buy them a gift. As I just came to let you know, I was thinking about you. I want to say Happy New Year. If this person goes where there is an opportunity, they will think about you. But some of us, all we do is request, request. Have you, have you spoken to the Baba me? Okay, I'm waiting. You don't sow in the relationship. All you want is favor without sowing. You are living beside a manager of your dream company. And the guy is moving because he bought a bigger house. Common sense doesn't tell you, join the man to help him move. You stay there and you're watching. Oh, he's finally moving. This man is wicked. He can't even help me get a job in that company. If you help that man move, you create a connection. By the time you start talking about your desire to get a job where he works, it's easy. Because you've sown into the relationship. Don't be a liability in your relationships. Some people only get, they're looking for a way to get. Can you connect me? All they want is me, 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 me. Sow into the relationship. Hallelujah. Sow into the relationship. Find ways to make yourself helpful. To your potential connection. Amen. Amen. If you read the story of, of Ruth. How she got into Boaz's life. You remember what she did? Yes. She created a connection. She sold into the connection. And then she eventually married a man. Create the connection. Sow into the connection. And number three. Use the connection. In verse 14, when Joseph realized that this guy was about to leave the prison and he was living for good, meaning he was never going to come back again. He said, listen, you know my condition. When you go, please talk to Pharaoh about me. When you meet somebody the first day and they don't know you and you start talking about help, they see you as a problem. They will start to reject you. They start to avoid your phone calls. Because all you're asking for is favor, help, 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 help. Can you help? But once you build a connection and you become friends with them, when you get to a certain level of comfort with them, you cannot make your request. You can use that connection. You say, I was thinking about changing my career. Can you help me get a job in your company? Now, based on the connection you've established, it is easy because now they know you. They trust you. Sometimes people don't want to bring you where they were because they don't know who you are. They don't want to sabotage their image in that company. But once they have known you based on the connection you've established, they can comfortably refer you because they know you'll be a good fit in that company. So you use your connections. When you create the connections, you sow in the connection, then you use that connection. Listen to me. You can hang around somebody. That doesn't mean they know what you need. You can be around there for 10 years. If you don't learn how to use the connection, they will just think that you're a good acquaintance. They don't know what you need except you ask. There are those who say, that brother is wicked. He can't even help me get a job. Have you asked? You need to use the connection that God has given to you. You need to, you need to ask. Hallelujah. You need to ask. There was a man of God who was in the plane. He says, I mean, a brother who was in the plane, he saw a renowned man of God that he knew. So when this man of God would order for something, he told the, the flight attendant, whatever that man orders, I will pay. So the man of God was ordering things, ordering things, and then he saw a catalog and he saw a nice watch. He ordered for the man of God. And he said, give it to your wife. 
Not even for him. You know, when you touch some, somebody's wife, it's more than just touching them because you're going to both me to my wife. And when the flight was about to land, he was about to pay, the attendant said, no, somebody already paid for you. And then he said, who paid? Then they introduced that guy to the man of God. And the man of God said, what do you want? He made his request known. The man of God said, kneel down. He prayed and things changed immediately. He created a connection. He sold in the connection and he used the connection. Hallelujah. You are not going to walk into that blessing if you don't understand the power of connections. There are people in your office that God has made them potential connections. But you keep coming to church, you pray, you pray, but not doing anything about the people around you. After you live here today, become intentional about connections. Amen. Amen. And if you are here and you have connections, extend that connection. Extend that connection. Bring more people to where you are. When you bring more people to your company, they don't take away from your salary. <laughs> Can I repeat that? Yes. When you help more people work where you are, they don't reduce your salary. They don't. They won't take your house. They won't take your car. But you bring more people. It's influence. Being a blessing to people. Hallelujah. Being a blessing. When you recognize, like I said, Someone in the church, someone in your neighborhood that has the connection to where you're going to, don't be afraid to ask. Because there are people who would rather struggle on their own than ask. They, they want to figure it out on their own. You want, you want to do something, and you have someone who has already done that thing and succeed. Why don't you go to them to ask for help? Now you're trying to figure stuff on your own, you are failing, succeeding. Meanwhile, there is a brother who has a formula to what you're trying to do. Identify potential connections. So this morning, as I bring this message to an end, I want to let you know there is nothing you are looking for that is in heaven. God has released them all here. And some of those things you are going to get into them by connections. Your relationship with people is going to determine if you walk in these blessings or not. But if you want to walk in these blessings, Create connections. Sow in those connections. And then use those connections. In Jesus name. Amen. Can we stand on our feet as we pray this prayer? We're going to say, oh God. Send people that will help me. Help me to identify them. And connect with them. Hallelujah. Help me to identify with them. And connect with them. Somebody begin to pray. Send people to help me. Help me to identify them and connect with them. In the name of Jesus.